Man, it's your boy Party Artie, man. Coming straight from the fucking Bay Area, nigga. You already know what it is, nigga. War Report, this connection, survey thing. It's still Jersey all day. Go high, low, low, right there. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you guys for tuning in to the War Report radio series. Make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast on iTunes under War Report Radio Series. Follow me on Twitter at War Report Radio and follow me on Instagram at War underscore Report underscore Radio. We are back with another edition of the Against the Spread podcast. I'm joined by my very special guest again for week two of the 2017-2018 NFL season, the Stat Guy. Stat Guy, what's up, man? I'm ready to eat some cold. I'm eating some cold pizza right now from last night, and I'm ready to make some picks. All right, that's what's up, man. We had a pretty rough week one. I did pretty average. I'm um, looking at the tally right now on the Excel spreadsheet against the spreadsheet, I like to call it. And uh, I went eight and seven. You, of course, you don't pick uh, money line games. You always pick against the spread. You had a tough week last week, stat guy. You went four and eleven, man, against the spread. What do you have to it, say for yourself? It, it, the first week is very difficult making picks. Uh, I actually lost Thursday night game also. Uh, so I'm trying to uh, right the ship here this week uh, with some picks to get into the black. I definitely had a poor week last week. Uh, like you said, I, I, I'm sub 500. You're way out in front, and uh, I'm, making, I'm trying to make a comeback. Hey, man, uh, you, you brought us right into week one. With yes. the Thursday night football game, the Bengals just lost to the Texans. Man, the Bengals are garbage, man. They're looking like the Bengals are the old. Uh, it only took like a 40-yard, 50-yard run by Deshaun Watson to beat them. One touchdown to basically beat these guys at in their house. Uh, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Bengals this year. Yeah, imagine five days into the season and you're 0-2 for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, with no, with no the, touchdowns. The Texans... We're almost in a no-win situation. It must-win situation also. Um, so they came to play. Uh, Deshaun Watson definitely put on a show being a rookie and being inserted into the lineup by Bill O'Brien. Uh, so I, Bill O'Brien got the heat off of his behind for at least one more week with, with, with the win. Uh, but shout-out to uh, Brian Cushing. The linebacker for the Texans for getting suspended for another 10 games for a second time. He's a Jersey guy and uh, out of USC. And he's been always a jughead, been on the, on the PEDs since day one. He's always been injured, which is always a sign of uh, 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 performance-enhancing uh, use. So shout out to Cushing. You know, you have a seat on the bench for 10 day games for, for the Texans. Yeah, man, he can't stay away from those steroids, man. It's pretty sad. It's pretty unfortunate. <laughs> All right, we're not going to waste any more time, man. Let's get into Sunday, week two, September 17th, man. One o'clock game. We're starting off with the Ravens at home. It's going to be Browns at Ravens. The spread for this game is the Ravens minus eight. Uh, They're getting an uh, eight-point favorite. Uh, Dunkel has them uh, by 12 and a half. He's going with Dunkel. I mean, he's going with the Ravens, rather. Um, I'm also going to take the Ravens. They surprised people at home last week against... Uh, the the uh, Bengals, I mean, they on the road, rather, against the Bengals, uh, I believe. Uh, and they beat them a uh, 20.0 uh, shutout. So I, I, I'm thinking they can at least beat the Browns. Uh, give me the Ravens money line against against the uh, against the Browns. Who are you taking? That, that's an 
excellent pick. Give me Cleveland with the with the eight points. Okay. Again, they're they're playing each other. Cleveland put a great showing on last week versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Joe Flacco did not light it up. He only passed for about 121 yards. Nine of 17 passing for Flacco in a win because their defense was playing and he got protection. So I'm on a limb. I want to go out on a limb and, and give me the eight points with Cleveland Browns. Okay, okay. Next game. We're going to have the Buccaneers home opener. Uh, the last week game was canceled against Miami Dolphins. Uh Big shout out to everyone in Florida and in Houston, Texas, with the with the past hurricanes. Uh, we know you guys are in our prayers. But Buccaneers, they, they they're starting off week one in their own home against the Bears, a team who they beat last year at home, uh, and they had their way with kind of. And the spread for this game is going to be Bucks with a seven point uh, favorite, touchdown favorite. Dunkel spread only has the Bucks by one. He's going to take the Bears with the points uh, on the road plus seven. I'm going to go with my home team. I think we can cover that spread. Give me the Bucks minus seven. Okay, we're going. This is why your record was decent and mine was in the toilet because I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears uh, with Tar- Tariq Cohen. This running back, he's about five foot six. A little tiny scat back, like a Darren Sproles type. Yeah. And um, the Bears damn near beat Atlanta last week in a good showing uh, at home. Um, so give me the Bears and the points. Mike Glennon actually played, or he actually was on the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, last year. Absolutely. And I believe that he really knows the Bears' defense because he's been there every day. Yeah. And um, he might be able to make a couple plays just for the cover. I don't think they're going to win, but give me the Bears and the points. And also, uh, on a negative note, um, a former number one pick for the Chicago Bears. He's this guy, Kevin White, who was a top-rated wide receiver coming out. He can't stay healthy. Hello? Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, uh, say, he, I'm he, saying he, he broke, can't stay he, healthy, he broke man. broke his collarbone. Yeah, he, he's been out, man. He misses a lot of games. Uh, it's really unfortunate how his career is turning out. You know what I mean? As soon as you think he's, he's on the ball and get, about to get it done, he gets injured again. Yeah, no rookie games. He played like four games his second season. This is his third season. He's already out. So the Bears are, you know, need to uh, go to this new rookie sensation after one game. Everybody needs to talk of the town. I think they can squeak it out and at least cover versus the Jameis Winston-led Bucks. Yeah, you know what my take is on this game? I just feel like the Bucks. Uh, nobody has seen them play yet, and the Bucks have had the pleasure of seeing the Chicago Bears play. So there's not, not going to be a surprise like it was week one with Cohen where you're picking the Atlanta Falcons to cover the spread, which they did not. And you're, you're not expecting this rookie to make a huge impact. But now that he's already on tape, the Bucs can prepare for that. And I think that they're going to be able to uh, adjust their defensive yes. uh, uh, playbook to, to stop a guy like Cohen and, and, and other uh, Bears weapons. So that's why I'm yeah. going to take the Bucks at home for, for their home opener. Yeah. Just one more comment. I know Mike Evans is going to show up. He's a baller for, for, the, for, the, for the Bucks. Uh, but the Bears did do a good job against uh, Julio Jones uh, uh, from, from the Falcons the week before. So I think their defense is going to be a little bit better, and they should be able to cover. Okay, give me uh, the next game now. It's going to be the Vikings at Steelers. Okay, the Vikings, of course, 
They played well Monday Night Football at their home opener, beating the Saints and the Steelers. They uh, kind of uh, edged out a victory last week over the Browns. So both teams coming in 1-0. The spread is Steelers with a 5-point uh, uh, advantage. St- Steelers minus 5. Uh, hold on. Give me one second. Turn this down. Turn that down a lot. Uh, sorry about that. So okay. uh, Dunko, yeah, Dunko has the spread by uh, seven and a half uh, uh, by the Steelers, and he's going to take the Steelers with the points. I also will take the Steelers uh, with that spread at home against the Vikings, even though the Vikings are better than expected this year. What's your take on that? I agree totally. Pittsburgh in their home stadium with all those towels waving for the opener, they're going to be tough to beat. The Vikings look impressive on Monday night with Stephon Diggs catching everything on, under the sun. Shout out to Stephon like, Diggs, University of Maryland. You had Bradford throwing, looking like a number, a former number one pick that he was overall. But he had no pass rush versus New Orleans last week. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh is going to bring a little more heat to this guy and get him off his spot. And I believe that uh, he won't look as impressive. Uh, but the, Dalvin Cook, the rookie, also uh, these rookies are really making some noise uh, coming into the league. Uh, he had a lot of uh, multi-purpose yards for the Vikings, so it should be a very good matchup. But I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, given the points. Okay, okay, that's a fair assessment, man. You're right about that. As far as the Vikings playing, uh, quote unquote, weak defense in the Saints last week at their home opener. Diggs, yes. Diggs had a, had a, had a night, and so did their rookie uh, Dalvin Cook, but. Uh, I just like what the Steelers bring to the table in their home opener. Le'Veon Bell, he didn't really get the rock uh, week one. So I, I think they're going to give it to Le'Veon Bell a little bit more this week. Let him eat. You know, uh, T- Antonio Brown had probably one of the best performances of week one. And I just think that the Steelers are going to start 2-0, and bottom line. And they're going to cover the spread this week, which they didn't yeah. cover last week. Yeah, Antonio Brown, he went crazy for over 180 yards. Uh, they have some weapons on the Steelers, and they look to uh, get back into that uh, uh, AFC Championship game this year. Yeah, they need to win this game. Bottom line, they're going to get that first week by in the playoffs. Bottom yes. line, got to win That's this game. A... Next game is going to be the Patriots traveling down to New Orleans to face the uh, Saints. Uh, the Patriots on the road are a seven-point favorite. Uh, Dunkel Spread has the Saints by one and a half. He's taking the Saints plus seven. Uh, I do not see him and join him in that assessment. I feel like the Saints are all over the place this year. You're going to have the Patriots offense in a, in a dome, which is not good for the Saints. Uh, even though the Patriots run defense look terrible, Belichick rarely loses two games in a row. Give me the Patriots to cover the spread here. Uh, minus seven. Uh, better than uh, uh, They're going to win by more than seven points, basically. That's what I'm taking. Give me the Patriots minus seven here. Total agreement with you. Uh, the Patriots rarely lose two in a row, as you mentioned. Um, even at home in New Orleans, the Patriots know how to win. And this is almost a star lockdown pick for me this week with the Patriots. If I can't take this one, I might give up picking uh, sports uh, games. Give me the Patriots. I'll lay the points, which I rarely like to give it a visiting team points. But... Um, New Orleans, they already have some disgruntled players. I know Adrian Peterson was chirping a little bit this week where he needs the ball. I think he had a total of nine carries last week. Uh, they didn't bring him in there for this. They need to balance out, but they also need to lead also to run Peterson. 
So um, it's only been one week. There's certain things that need to be hashed out offensively and defensively. New Orleans doesn't really have an identity now. So if Peterson is talking after week one, I think they're in big trouble. Absolutely, man. I'm not really liking what I'm seeing coming out of New Orleans. You got a three running back stable there, running back by committee. He's already complaining about not getting the ball. Uh, Their defense is still just as suspect as it was last year. Uh, you know, if the Vikings offense is eating you up, you know, you're going to have problems against Tom Brady and the Patriots. So yeah. They, yeah, pretty and, much, pretty much, and, I, I'm taking and, the Patriots. Yes, and the Patriots had maybe the additional two days, the three days to prepare absolutely. for New Orleans playing that Thursday night. Belichick doesn't lose to these games. Absolutely, absolutely. Next game. Uh, this was probably one of the games of the week as far as the competition standpoint. You don't really know who's going to win. Uh, but it's going to be the Andy Reid Bowl in Kansas City. It's going to be his former team, the Eagles, traveling to Kansas City for their home opener. Uh, the spread for this game is the Chiefs with a five-point favorite. Chiefs minus five. Dunkel spread has the Chiefs by nine. He's taking the Chiefs. Uh, give me the Chiefs as well. I'm not sure if they're going to cover the five-point spread uh, against a, a pretty solid Eagles team all around, even though... They only played the Redskins, so you never really know how good they actually are. The Chiefs actually are a good team. They have a lot of weapons. They beat the Patriots week one. Give me the Chiefs money line here at home over the Eagles. How do you how do you see this game? That's solid from you. Um, I'm leaning with the Eagles. Their defense really showed up last week. Um, I underestimated uh, their defense. I think they can hold the uh, high-flying Kansas City Chiefs. I think they were number one overall in offense, over 500 yards versus the Patriots. But that Patriots D looked a mess uh, last week. The Eagles will show up defensively. Arrowhead is a tough stadium to play. I Again, I should not let uh, some Northeast bias come into effect. But I I went with the Eagles. I want to take those points. Okay. All right. Fair assessment, man. Something about this the Chiefs team right now. Um, Carson Wentz is an awesome quarterback. You know what I mean? He can improvise, make a make a make a deep pass, uh, just off the scramble. You know what I mean? Just making something out of nothing. He's a, definitely a dangerous quarterback to bet against because you never really know how good he's going to play. But it wouldn't really surprise me if he if he if he if he threw for three touchdowns or four touchdowns right. in, in one of these games where you're not really expecting that type of production. But yeah. something about the Chiefs right now. Uh, they did lose Eric Berry. They still have a lot of ton of talent on defense. More weapons on yes. offense this year than we were expecting. Of course, Kareem Hunt had a had a had a crazy week one. Uh, I just like the Chiefs and Andy Reid getting that uh, revenge victory over the Eagles at least at home this early in the season. Yes, you mentioned Kareem Hunt. This guy went crazy. You know, rushing for 98 yards. I think he had about 150 passing. Uh, but this is a kind of game that can flip on a turnover. Uh, I would not feel totally comfortable betting on this one. It's a stay away. But if I had to pick, I'll go with, with the Eagles. But a turnover can flip these games. Absolutely, absolutely. Next game is going to be the Titans uh, already at 0-1. Uh, they lost last week against the Raiders. It's going to be they're going to be traveling to Jacksonville for the Jacksonville home opener, Jaguars home opener rather. Uh, the Titans are favored by one and a half points, so it's Titans minus one and a half. And Dunkel spread has the Titans by three and a half. He's taking the Titans minus one and a half. I do not join him in that uh, pick. I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars already at one and zero. Their defense, uh, all the money at least that they spend on defense this year, it looks like it's paying off. 
They had the big time signing in Calais Campbell who had uh, four sacks last week. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, yes. from, out of Maryland. Uh, I, I must say that he's another Terp. He had he had a week last week with a fumble recovery and a fumble uh, forced fumble. Uh, they they signed the cornerback out of the te- from the Texans. They they got Barry Church in, the, in in the secondary. You already spent a high draft pick last year on Jalen Ramsey. I really like what I'm seeing out of the Jags defense. If Blake Borders can at least take care of the football, they have enough in their running game staple to take care of the Titans. I feel like in the Titans really right now, I'm not sure if I like what I'm seeing out of out of, out of Tennessee. You of course you have Mariota there. Other than that. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot to me sticks sticks out in their defense. I know they they signed. I mean, they uh, drafted Corey Davis, but I, I think the Titans are still a year away from being uh, truly competitive and in the playoff picture. The Jaguars simply just have a little bit more, uh, and I and I expect them to go two and zero. So give me the Jaguars uh, with the points. They're going to be plus one and a half over the over the Titans. How how do you see this game? Yeah. Everyone's in the Super Bowl after week one. I know the Jacksonville Jaguars destroyed the Texans with 10 sacks. Uh, that's not going to happen this week. Uh, Jacksonville will take a hit with Allen Robinson being out. He tore his ACL. And good point. He, he was a good wide, not a good, he's a very above average wide receiver who's going to be a free agent. And I, I'm questioning whether to sign him next year. Maybe they'll franchise him. He's, he'll be coming off an ACL, so that will hinder their offense. But I'm going to go with the Jags. They're the talk of the town, 1-0. They're going to go to the, the playoffs. This is every year, but we know Blake Bortles has a way of throwing a monkey wrench into any situation. Absolutely. Uh, so, but give me the Jags. Give me the points. They're home, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, you also got to account for Leonard Fournette. Uh, he had a solid game one uh, NFL debut. He had over 100 yards. They still have uh, Powell, I think, coming out of, or Ivory, Chris Ivy rather, coming out of the backfield, you know, almost like a second running back. So they don't have to overuse Leonard Fournette this early in the season, which I do like out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Basically, they have two running backs that are hard to stop once they get past the second level of the defense. And that's going to be punishing for the Titans. I'm not sure if they're physical enough to really beat the Jags uh, at their home opener. But you never know. We're still talking about the Jaguars. They still yes. have a lot to prove. Uh, just because they won week one against the Texans, which was kind of unexpected. I know a lot of people picked the Texans to win that game. Uh, but again, something about this Jags team thinks that they're at least better than the, the Tennessee Titans. I expect the Titans to be 0-2 after week two. I agree. Tom Coughlin, who's the GM of the Jags, he really instilled through his coach, Doug Marone, a work ethic during preseason. He worked these guys. These guys came ready to play last week. And I think they just had a little more edge to themselves versus the Texans. I think that's going to carry over to this week. Give me the Jags. Okay, next game. Cardinals uh, on the road. They're 0-1. They're going to be playing at the Colts. Right now, the spread for this, surprisingly, is the Cardinals by 7.5 on the road. Dunkel spread has the Colts by 1. And uh, he's got the Colts. He's taking the Colts plus seven and a half. Uh, I really don't like what I like what I saw out of the Colts in Week One. They looked terrible. But then again, they did not really play Jacoby Brissett uh, uh, as the starter, right? So I think by starting Jacoby Brissett, they'll get a little bit more production out of their offense. The Cardinals they have a lot to be desired as well out of their offense. Uh, 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 Johnson, their running back Johnson is out. 
David That's Johnson huge. is out. That's huge as far as their offense and production. Uh, I'm pretty undecided on this game right now. The Colts at home plus seven and a half probably would be the smart pick here, just because I don't like what I'm seeing from the from the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, give me the, give me the Colts uh, plus seven and a half with Jacoby Brissett as, as their new starting quarterback. Well, Bruce Arias, he has a way of pulling rabbits out of his behind, out of his butt. Uh, Carson Palmer, the, the human statue, is still standing. He's going to miss Johnson like uh, a little baby misses his teddy bear uh, or his binky. Uh, <laughs> he threw the ball 30, uh, excuse me, 48 times last week. And he's going to have to continue to throw that ball to Larry Fitzgerald and some of these other stumble bumps he's got out there. I'm going to head or lean with the Cardinals. Uh, the Colts were pathetic uh, last week. I don't even need to comment on them. Give me the cards. Give, and, and, uh, you want to money line give, this game? I'm going to go out and out. Uh, I'm going to go with the cards. I, I don't really do the money line so much. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, from my perspective, I think the Cardinals with their experienced defense, uh, the, the, the Colts' defense was basically a sieve. You know, giving up over 370 yards uh, last week. Um, the Cardinals can put it together. They like to throw that deep ball. Uh, they're not protecting uh, Palmer the way they should be. Give me a little protection. They can throw up a 30-point game against the Colts. Okay, that's fair enough, man. That game is really a toss-up. I really didn't like what I saw out of the Cardinals in Week 1, even though they played a better team uh, than the Colts and the Detroit Lions. Uh, who I should have I should have picked the Detroit Lions. I'm not sure why, just because they had so much up in the air as well. Um, and that's that's why we do this every week because week one yeah. is is such a toss up. You never really know what you're going to see from these teams every single new year. So uh, next game, the Bills are going to be traveling to Carolina. This is the last one o'clock game of uh, week two. The Bills at Carolina. Panthers are favored by seven points. Dunkel spread has the Panthers by nine, uh, and he's going to take uh, the Panthers minus seven. Uh, I'm not sure how I really view this game. The Bills. I'm not sure if the Panthers are seven points better than the Bills, but I do think the Panthers will be two and zero after week two, and I think they're going to win this game. So give me the Panthers money line uh, over the Bills because I don't think the Bills are good enough to go into Carolina in Cam's in Cam's house. And come out with a victory. I think the the Panthers they have enough on defense. They're fully healthy with Keekley back and and uh, Dave, Davis Senior, and uh, they got the rookie McCaffrey who had a decent game, even though he did fumble. Uh, and, and Cam, he's still getting back in football type shape with football yes. accuracy. But I, I like what the Panthers have at least right now. Completely healthy roster. They're better. They're better. They're, they have more talent than the Bills. Yeah, the, the the Carolina Panthers defense, even though they played the San Francisco 49ers, they only gave up three points and I believe like maybe a little over 200 yards total. I think they were third overall in defense last, last week behind Jacksonville and Buffalo. Buffalo played great defense, but they also played the Jets. So this is where it's very important. You have to see who the teams are matching up against. Are they playing a high-octane Chiefs offense or 
a pathetic San Francisco 49ers offense. But the, the Buffalo also was ranked number two defensively overall. Carolina at home, I think they can get it done. I'll give you uh, the points. They can probably lock up Shady uh, McCoy. He was talking a little smack uh, after last week. I think he's leading the league in rushing. Uh, let me detract that. I'm not 100% sure what his stats were from last year. Because stats are for losers. And uh, But he's a great running back. Uh, Tyrone Taylor did some work last week versus the Jets. But going down to Carolina, that's a hostile environment. Give me the Carolina Panthers to go 2-0. This, this is going to be the easiest 2-0 for the Carolina Panthers beating the 49ers and the Bills. Absolutely. Give me 2-0. Absolutely. Definitely an easy start for them as far as their regular season is concerned. All right. We're at the 4 o'clock games, right? The Jets are going to be traveling to Oakland uh, for a 4 o'clock matchup. Um that doesn't sound really good for me as far as the Jets. Luckily, the Raiders are 14-point favorites. So if you want to take that that bet, you know what I mean? It's, it, the spread is that way for a reason. Dunkel only has the Raiders by 12, so he's going to take the Jets plus 14. Give me uh, the points. Uh, okay, you're going to take the Jets uh, plus 14. I'm not really sure how I see this game just yet. The Jets... Uh, they have a lot of issues uh, on offense. They don't have a lot of weapons. Uh, on defense, uh, they traded away a lot of assets as well. Uh, Todd Bowles, he's on, he's on, he's on the hot seat watch. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but I think the Raiders can can beat the Jets in, in a blowout victory. I'm talking 28 to three. So give me, give me, give me the Raiders uh, minus 14. I'm, I'm gonna take that spread. Yes, the Jets had the worst offense. They ranked worst in the not worked. I think uh, they were the third overall worst defense. Their offense was a it was not the, the, the 29th overall. They're a mess. But if I can get double digits, these are professional athletes. They have a certain amount of pride. It's not, it's not week 12 and everybody's got their bags packed ready to go home to Oklahoma. These guys have a sense of pride. I think they can cover the 14 points. Um, Give me the Jets. Uh, shout out to Todd again, once again from Elizabeth, New Jersey. He's a home state guy. But he's, he, 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 he's in a bad situation. Uh, but the 14 points are talking to me in my ear right now. They're kissing me in my ear. And they say, take me, take me. And I'm going to take those points. Speaking about Todd Bowles' position really quick before we move on to the next game. He's in one of those positions as a head coach where depending on how badly it goes this season, he might never get another head coaching opportunity again. That's how bad the situation, I would say, he is in with the Jets. What's your assessment on that On that take? It's all about management and ownership. If Woody Johnson has any belief in Bowles, he'll let him stick around and give him that extra year to maybe put something together. But we're in this market where everyone's foaming at the mouth um, and... It definitely puts uh, inertia and pressure from the fans and the media to make a move. But who are you going to bring in? These Todd Bowles will resurface in another location as a fine defensive coordinator. Absolutely. Uh, he could probably go to college. I'm not crying over Todd Bowles. He'll be fine. Okay. Because he's a, he's a good coach. But you cannot just pull a rug under guys when Rex Ryan trashed the house out for... X amount of years, three, four years, 
and, and left the coverage bare. Now they bring this guy in like he's Jesus Christ. Okay. We'll see. I would give him another year to okay. rebuild. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Jets are definitely in rebuild mode, so you can't really blame them because of the lack of the talent on the roster speaks for itself. All right, next game, the Dolphins. Uh, they still don't have a home game yet. And, uh, well, they would have started home uh, week one at home. They're going to start week two, their first game on the road in L.A. against the Chargers. So the Chargers, uh, they're five-point uh, favorites. Chargers minus five. The uh, Dunkel Index has the Chargers by one and a half. He's taking the Dolphins with the points. I'm not really sure how I see this game. I really see on paper, I see two evenly matched teams. Yes. The Dolphins have a lot of weapons. The Chargers have their weapons uh, fully healthy this year. Uh, again, the Chargers, they have a little bit on defense that you like with Joey Bosa, Melvin uh, Melvin Ingram, uh, Casey Hayward at cornerback. So, and then the Dolphins as well. You got Dominican Sue, Cameron Wake. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of Pro Bowl talent on both rosters. I'm not really sure how I really see this game uh, in the Dolphins. Of course, we haven't got a look at the Dolphins just yet. Uh, on the road, give me the Chargers minus five. I think the Chargers, uh, with their new head coach, he, he he's got them a little bit more prepared than they were at this juncture last year. I like the Chargers with a talented roster being able to uh, eke out a victory and cover the spread against the Dolphins uh, in Week Two. What's your take? Yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers are, again, they played Denver tooth and nail last week. Uh, they made a big rush at the fourth quarter. I don't know if people stayed up to watch that last ending of the Monday night games, but they made a push. Uh, you got Phillip Rivers, who's one of my favorite uh, players in the league, uh, playing at, at the QB versus a Jay Cutler, who's been more of an enigma for Miami, but he can throw the ball. Um, this is a great uniform matchup also. I love the Chargers uniforms. Miami went to that crazy blue teal color uniform. Yeah. This is going to be a great uniform matchup, and I think it's going to be an entertaining game. I want to take the, uh, the Chargers um, at home. They have a very small, I believe it's like 35,000 uh, seat stadium mm -hmm. uh, until, until that uh, it's like a soccer stadium. stadium is built. Give me the Chargers and the points. And I just want to give the L.A. Uh, uh, Chargers a shout-out for getting that money. Uh, they didn't sit back and say, you wait for the, uh, San Diego to build them a new stadium. They went and got that L.A. big money, and they're going to be rolling in the dough, win, lose, or draw. So shout-out to the, for getting that money. Okay, that's a fair that's a fair shout-out as well, man. You got the 49ers next game. It's a 425 kickoff. Uh, they're going to be on the road against Seattle. So... The spread on this one is a little bit out of hand. Seattle is a 13 and a half point favorite. Dunkel spread has the Seahawks by 16, and uh, the pick he's going with Seattle with the points minus three, 13 and a half. I don't really think that the Seahawks are two touchdowns better than the 49ers just off a of Vegas point standpoint, uh, but they do have the tools to beat the 49ers. By more than two touchdowns. Uh, so the 49ers, I can't even really name their starter at quarterback right now. Uh, who is it? It's Hoyer. Okay, Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Okay, trade. Brian Hoyer is, is a starter. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I don't like what I'm liking from the 49ers. They're in completely rebuild mode. I'm almost forced to take the Seahawks with the spread <laughs> here, even though I don't think they'll, they'll cover it. But 
it's a smarter bet than, than banking that the 49ers will cover that spread. What's your take on this one, man? As a gambler, uh, anytime I can see uh, double digits, uh, it's similar to the uh, earlier game with the Oakland uh, versus the Jets, Oakland Raiders versus the Jets, when you get those 13 and a half, 14 points, just something just kisses me and says, take the points. Um, Seattle's offense may be in a little trouble. I know they lost their uh, starting left tackle. He's out with a broken leg. Uh, their defense is still phenomenal with Richard Sherman and all those horses, Bennett, all these boys. Um, but it's all about protecting the quarterback. Russell Wilson is back there running for his life with that mismatch, mismatched uh, offensive line. And, and let me just make a quick point where the games, everyone likes the skill positions, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the running backs. It's up. It's up. It's up front that counts with these O lines and these D lines. Uh, the 49ers have invested three number one picks in the D defensive line. Uh, they haven't matured yet, which is fine. I think they can cover the, the, the 13 and a half. It's interdivisional, but Seattle is 12 and 0 in September at home. So, but that point spread is talking to me. Give me the Niners. I'm gonna let you know with full disclosure that I am a 49er fan, so stay. don't take my advice on this one. Okay, alright, next game, 425 kickoff. The Redskins are going to be traveling to LA to place the Rams. This is going to be the first week in a long, long time. Maybe ever. I'm not sure ever, possibly, but I think uh, there was a point in time where the Raiders and the Rams were still in LA playing on the same Sunday. But first time in a long time, two LA teams are going to have home games on the same Sunday. Uh, the Redskins, uh, they looked okay-ish, I guess, against the Eagles, but uh, uh, still a lot not to like out of coming out of Washington. Uh, the Rams look better than expected. Jared Goff finally uh, got some time in the pocket to like assess what he was seeing out there and was able to find some open receivers against a, tar- a terrible Colts team and a terrible Colts defense. So the Redskins have a better defense than the Colts, and they're a better team than the Colts. Uh, they possibly could be a better team than the Rams. Uh, let me turn that down. Sorry about that technical difficulty real quick. But back to what I was saying. Uh, the Rams right now, the spread right here is the Rams minus three. Dunkel has the Redskins by six. And uh, the Redskins, he's going to take the Redskins with the points plus three. Uh, again, a lot not to like out of the Redskins. You had Terrell Pryor last week drop a wide open touchdown pass that uh, any good receiver would have caught. Uh I'm not sure who you who I'm taking right now in this game. Please give me, please convince me who you're taking. I, I can't do that on this one. I'm in the same boat with you. We're paddling upstream. It's early in the season. It's hard to gauge uh, uh, franchises which direction they're moving. Uh, the Rams. Everybody again after Week One performance. Everybody's got them in the Super Bowl. I know they're getting uh, uh, Donald back on the defensive line. He's going to be a force. Uh, they played well with uh, Wade Phillips being a defensive coordinator. I'm going to go with the Skins with a little East Coast bias. The Skins are in trouble. And if they don't take this victory against the hapless uh, L.A. Rams, they're going to be in trouble in the NFC East. So I'm just looking for Kirk Cousins uh, to bounce back. they got to give him a little bit more protection. I don't have a lot of stats 
on this particular game. I'm going to go with the the Washington uh, football franchise uh, to take this one. Give me the points. Uh, I, that's a pretty fair assessment. I think that if the, the Redskins are going to keep up pace with the Giants and Eagles and uh, the, the Cowboys, they're going to need this game. And again, something about the Redskins kind of just seems that they're pointing downward now all of a sudden. Uh, I didn't really like their free agency moves. Uh, they, they, gave, they came in and gave Terrell Pryor a bunch of money. He's dropping touchdown passes in week one. What does that say about the chemistry between him and, and, and Kirk Cousins? Again, they, they let go of Deshaun Jackson, didn't resign him. They're placing a lot of emphasis on Jay Crowder. Uh, and then, uh, I think his name is, is, is Jay Crowder. But and then he had a fumble on the, on the, on the, on the kick return last week. There's a lot, of, a lot of things not to like out of the Redskins. But I do think that they're a better team than the Colts. And, and the Rams kind of had it easy last week against the Colts. So give me the Redskins. I'm going to join you with that pick. Yep. Give me the Redskins plus three. Uh, plus, the plus you're giving them points too So give me the Redskins plus 3 here uh, It should be a close game An interesting matchup Game of the week finally uh, Two games of the week rather coming up Cowboys going to Mile High At the Broncos Right now the spread for this game is Cowboys minus 2 They're the favorites on the road Dunko Index has the Cowboys better than 9.5 points He's going with the Cowboys minus 2 I'm going to join him in that assessment I think the Cowboys will beat uh, the Broncos at Mile High. Just a high-profile game. Uh, one thing that we learned about the Cowboys last year with Dak Prescott and uh, Ezekiel Elliott is that they actually perform well under the lights most of the time, at least in the regular season. So the, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus two here. I think they have a lot to offer on offense, uh, underrated defense, and uh, I don't like what I, I don't like Trevor Simeon overall as a quarterback. I know he played well last week, but again, just last year, uh, he couldn't really throw the deep ball very well. So give me the Cowboys minus two here. What's your take? I'm going to go with the boys. Uh, they were impressive versus the Giants last week. Um, even defensively, um, they kept the Giants in check for the, for the most part, which was surprising. Uh, you got Zeke back there. Uh, you know, I know uh, Jerry Jones is damn near the commissioner of the league. Uh, he's got him in, playing where the, the guy really should be suspended. But imagine if Ezekiel Elliott was not playing in this game. It would change the dynamics, and maybe I would lean with the Broncos. But uh, give me the Cowboys. I think they're going to be uh, a strong uh, a strong player this year. Uh, they got some of these, this Jalen Smith coming back from Notre Dame. He missed his whole rookie year. You got Sean Lee hasn't gotten hurt yet. Uh, their defensive back is is booty, but uh, they got it done. Uh, Denver's not lighting up. They almost lost to the Chargers uh, last week. So uh, the Cowboys uh, have a really high-powered uh, offense. Uh, Jay- Jason Witten is, Witten is still out there making plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me Be- the Cowboys. I think Cole Beasy is an underrated slot receiver. Just because just he just because uh, there's so much emphasis on other players that Cole Beasley when he's like the fourth fifth option he's yes. actually one of the better fourth or fifth options in the league bottom line no matter how you slice it yeah you put him on the Jets and he would be terrible yeah you could he, he would be toting water uh, for the Jets but you put him on the Cowboys with that balanced offensive tack led, led by Dak Prescott uh, I, I, he's in a perfect position. And it, you, you see his jerseys are up in up in the stands. People are getting on his bandwagon. He's he again, but he's 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 making the best out of his situation. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So we both uh, agree on that that pick. We both going with the Cowboys. Uh, Sunday night football. We got two games left. Uh, the Packers are gonna be traveling to the Falcons in their home opener, their new stadium opener. This is the first time in the uh, I don't even know what the stadium is called or the endorsement on the stadium yet, but it's brand new. They they got rid of the Georgia Dome. That's a wrap. And uh, this new stadium is gonna open uh, with the dome open rather it, as well. Uh, the the spread on this game is the Falcons minus three. Uh, Dunkel spread has the Packers by one. He's going with the Packers plus three. I'm joining him in that assessment. I don't think that the Packers are world beaters or or, or real super two Super Bowl contenders just yet, but they are still completely healthy uh, and all their weapons are still healthy. So uh, I think that coupled with the fact that they're going to be playing indoor in a dome, that's bad news for the Atlanta Falcons. I know the Atlanta Falcons are the sexy team right now they went to the Super Bowl last year but I didn't like what I saw from them uh, against the Bears. Bears they had a bad two-minute defense where the Bears were just running up running down the field and that's just Mike Glennon so imagine what uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get to do against that uh that uh Falcons defense I'm going with the Packers plus three give me the pack uh this was a matchup of last year's championship game where Atlanta Falcons ran right ran rough shot over the Packers I don't think it's a revenge game, but uh, for the Packers uh, going forward, looking down the road, this is a kind of win that you need to uh, solidify home field advantage. Uh, so if they can win this one on the road, it'll, it'll put them in really good shape, you know, long term. Uh, Green Bay's defense showed up last last week. Um, the Falcons, they have a new uh, offensive coordinator with Kyle Shanahan going to the 49ers. They looked a little weak against the Bears, and they should have lost that game. So this is a wait-and-see game as far as where the Falcons are going to go. If they could go up 2-0, they can puff their chest up and say, we're back and we're ready to get back to the Super Bowl. If they lose, it's going to be a lot of question marks down in Atlanta. Uh, But uh, give me the pack. Give me the three points. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care who he's facing. Tom Brady, uh, King Kong, Godzilla. Uh, Give me the pack. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Monday Night Football, last game of week uh, two in NFL. The Giants, they get another primetime slot. How about that? New York Giants, New York bias. They're going to have the Lions. The Lions uh, going to MetLife Stadium and playing the Giants on Monday Night Football. Hopefully, I guess, if Odell comes back, uh, then uh, I'm going to go with the Giants on this one. But let's get into the spread and the Dunkel spread. The spread for this game is uh, the Giants uh, minus three and a half. And the Dunkel spread has the Giants by one. They're going with the Lions plus three and a half on Monday Night Football. I don't really totally agree with that assessment just yet. I think if Odell Beckham plays, this is going to be another victory for the Giants to get them back right in the mix in the NFC East. They don't want to get too far behind the Cowboys or the Eagles. So give me uh, the Giants minus three and a half. But that is all predicated on whether Odell Beckham plays. Without him, they can barely move the ball. With him, he's the most explosive player in the league. What's your take on this one? So one of my favorite teams in the league to watch, not to root for, but to watch are the Detroit Lions because they throw the ball all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned last week's on last week's podcast what a phenomenal arm that Matthew Stafford has. Uh, the Giants' defense because of the offense, was gassed last week versus the Cowboys. Uh, You can't throw any defense out there for 55, 60 plays. And they fell apart versus the Cowboys. 
their O-line made Eli look terrible uh, for the Giants. There are some signs that the Giants, without Odell Beckham, are a very mediocre team. Uh, so I'm going to take... The Detroit Lions, they always have a comeback fourth quarter. You can never count them out. They're in a lot of close games, whether they win or lose. That's another story. They lose most of them. Uh, you had this rookie, number 18. Uh, his name escapes me right now, um, who put on a show last week for the Lions. Uh, he was a rookie, and he caught two touchdowns from Stafford. I think they can hold up against, uh, up against, the, uh, against the Giants, and I'm going to take the points. Okay, man. There you guys have it, man. They're, they're on week two picks, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's that guy, man. Sign out for him one time before I get uh, before I take it away. Listen, go out there and put some money on these games. It's going to make it a lot more enjoyable for you. Uh, but just remember that stats are for losers. We relish in, in stats, and it never gets us anywhere. So it's up what it's up what's, what's up front that counts and, and happy uh, wagering. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, man. That's week two against the spread podcast. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Find us on iTunes at the War Report Radio Series. This episode is dropping sooner rather than later. And we guys want to sign out, man. See you guys back for week three with myself and the stat guy, man. Peace. <laughs>